Hello there, dear listeners. Before we get to the episode today, we want to take a moment to talk about the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right and access to safe and legal abortions in many states. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. And they're already talking about using this decision to attack other rights as well. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. And now, back to your regularly scheduled idiocy. Welcome to Two Idiots and a Dog Presents Zolgar's Comic Chat. Yes, I decided to rename it. A mostly solo cast where I read through my ever-growing comic book and graphic novel collection and talk about them. If you hadn't already figured it out by now, I am Zolgar. This week, it's DC Pride 2022 from DC Comics. This will be a slightly longer episode than normal because there is a lot to talk about in this book. So I picked up DC Pride mostly because I wanted to read the Kevin Conroy story. I also want to support the comics industry producing more queer content, though I'd really like to see more representation of the ace spectrum. It is there, of course, but it's much less prevalent. Now, if you're not aware, I am queer. I don't usually talk about myself much in this podcast, but I figure some context may help with my thoughts on these stories. You might have guessed by my previous comment that I am on the ace spectrum, demisexual to be more specific. If you're not familiar, you can always Google it or reach out to me on social media. I am more than happy to talk about it. Because I'm on the ace spectrum and didn't even really understand that until my 30s, I didn't have what we think of as the typical queer experience. I've passed as a straight man my entire life, and being single and not any of the queer stereotypes, I still do. Now, before I get into the review... I have two final things to say. First, if you're wondering when comics got so political, well, first of all, being queer is not fucking political. But the answer is they pretty much always have been political. X-Men was political. Watchmen was political. Captain America was political. V for Vendetta was political. I could keep going, but we don't have all day. And two, if you feel the need to respond to Pride content with hate and vitriol, Step back and examine yourself. Ask yourself why you feel that way. And then kindly, go fuck yourself. DC Pride 2022 consists of 12 short stories, 11 of the queer heroes across the DC-verse, and the personal story of one very real human. It was created by a team more than 50 strong. I'll try to put a good link to the credits in the show notes, because I don't think anyone wants to hear me just list off a whole ton of names. And a final small note on context, I don't normally read the big-name DC superhero titles, so I have minimal prior experience with these characters. The first 11 stories are all short and sweet, some covering the struggles of being queer, others just happening to focus on queer characters. If I had one real criticism to these stories, it would be that the representation is somewhat lopsided. Either five or six of them focus on bisexual characters, two focus on gay men, One or two focus on lesbian women. Uh, One of them, it's not clear if she is lesbian or bisexual. One focuses on a non-binary character. One focuses on an asexual man. And one focuses on a bisexual trans woman. I'm all for bi-representation. I cannot stress enough that biphobia is a very real thing, and bisexual people are very often 
ignored or overlooked or lumped into either straight or gay. But I just feel like it's a little bit lopsided here, and I would love to have seen a little bit more range of representation in the book. The racial diversity is better than I would have expected, with only about half of the stories focusing on white characters. Still room for improvement in the overarching diversity of the DC books. If we also include the secondary characters, it becomes predominantly white, but it at least acknowledges that pride is for everyone. Much as I might like to take the time to talk about all 12 stories individually, that would really take forever. So I'm going to just touch on a few that really stood out to me. The first of which is Think of Me, written and illustrated by Ted Brandy and Rose Stein. This story stands out to me for two reasons. First of all, it's the one that focuses on an asexual character. That is, Connor Hawk or the Green Arrow. And that is, of course, not the same Green Arrow as Oliver Queen. I believe he he is uh, Oliver Queen's son. Uh, I don't know. Like I say, I don't read DC. And the second reason it stands out is for the way it's told. It is telling two stories simultaneously. One is our narrator, Connor, writing a letter to his mother to come out to her. The other is presented almost entirely without dialogue as he takes down the Music Meister. Seriously, who names the DC villains? The Music Meister side of the story is well illustrated, but simple and straightforward. It's just a basic superhero story, nothing special here. But that's okay, because it's just a backdrop. It's not the part of the story that really matters. It might matter more if you're a DC reader and plan to read Robin number 15, the more important part of it, the letter. The letter speaks to the experience of everyone I have known on the ace spectrum. The societal expectations that love and sex are the same, and that everyone wants sex, and that if you don't want sex, you don't really care about that person. He expresses that he wants the other parts of a relationship, that close, intimate companionship of someone who means the world to him. He just isn't interested in sex. Now, a slight deviation from the comic here for just a moment. There are a lot of different flavors of Ace. The writing here is clearly showing Hawk to be asexual, but not aromantic. Uh, aromantic is to have no interest in the romantic side of things either. And, you know, there are people who have no interest in sex or romantic attraction. There are people who are all for sex but have no interest in romantic attachment. And there are people who have no interest in sex, but they are very interested in a romantic attachment. And there are people who are only interested in sex if there is a strong romantic attachment there, a, a connection. And there's a whole lot of wibbly-wobbly spaces in between, and probably some other elements I'm not familiar with. Think of Me closes off with Damian Wayne, uh, that is one of the 10,000 Robins out there, offering Hawk the advice that some things are better said in person, which is true, but it's not always viable. The next story is Gumshoe in Green. This is written by Teeny Howard and illustrated by Evan Kegel? Kegel? I'm not sure. C-A-G-L-E. This story focuses on Jo Mullane, uh, a Green Lantern. Her original appearance was in N.K. Jemisin's Far Sector series. Uh, as a side note, that is one of the few mainstream DC books I want to pick up. 
I really enjoyed this story. It had a major Blade Runner vibe to it, which they even actually call out in the story, and a couple of really interesting elements. The core story is clearly inspired by toxic heterosexual couples looking for a bisexual woman to spice up their relationship, though it takes on a little bit more of a predatory angle here. Though, honestly, it's still a predatory practice, and heterosexual couples, knock that shit off, please. There is also an excellent visual representation of depression in this story. The story is presented in beautifully shaded black and white with green details, really fitting the gritty noir tones of the Blade Runner-inspired setting. I want more of this, Green Lantern or no. There's a secondary aspect, though. Joe mentions someone she has feelings for, but hasn't seen in months. And the story ends with seeing her in a diner and the world coming back into full color. It works so well that I didn't even mind the change in tone. Uh, next up is Bats in the Cradle. That is written by Stephanie Phillips and illustrated by Samantha Dodge. While the story focuses on Kate Kane, or Batwoman, our narrator and point of view is actually Jacob Kane, her father. Like Think of Me, this is actually two stories, though a little bit more connected. On one side, we have Batwoman rescuing Jacob from people who want to kill him for what he has done for the military. You know, typical badass heroine stuff. But the narration is about being a father. It's hard to really explain it beyond that, but it's short and sweet and honestly something I think a lot of parents need to read. Because it's about accepting who your kids are and growing as a person when they challenge your worldviews. Okay, now before I get into the very last one, uh, the last one I'm talking about, of course, like I say, I'm only covering a few of the individual stories here. We are going to be giving away a copy of DC Pride 2022. While this will be done primarily through Twitter, you know, the whole follow us, like, and retweet this post to enter kind of deal. But if you either don't follow us on Twitter or want to improve your odds of winning if you do, you can also enter by email. Just drop us an email to tiaadmedia at gmail.com and let us know your favorite queer comic book character. Open to United States shipping addresses only. My apologies to international listeners. We do love you all, but unfortunately shipping is expensive as hell these days. Winner will be randomly determined on July 1st. Okay, Finding Batman. Written by Kevin Conroy with art by Jay Bone. If you are not familiar with who Kevin Conroy is, he is the voice actor who has been portraying Batman for about 30 years in various animated features, and he is widely considered the best Batman. He is also a gay man who was born in the 1950s and lived through the AIDS epidemic. This is his story, a nine-page, black-and-white, abbreviated version of his life that led up to him becoming THE Batman. This story has an intense tone shift from the rest of the book so much so that it is actually preceded by a warning about language and themes suggesting viewer discretion for younger audiences or those who lived through the same experiences that Kevin did. This is not a happy pride story, but it is an extremely important pride story. I, I do apologize, I get a little bit choked up even thinking about this story. This story is a story of pain, of loss, of bigotry. He talks about losing his father to alcohol and suicide. He talks about losing his brother to schizophrenia. He talks about losing friends and people he loved to AIDS. And losing jobs or opportunities when people learned he was gay. He talked about living with a mask and sometimes losing track of which face was actually the mask. 
And he talked about how all of this, the pain and heartache and the double life, let him become Batman. The art for this story is clean black and white line art that just pairs perfectly with Conroy's narration. It is understated so as not to draw attention away from what's important, but each scene is clear and detailed. It is important to remember that this is the story of a 66-year-old man. The shit he went through isn't ancient history. We have come a long way, but what's important to remember is where we've come from and how much further we still have to go. Lastly, there are just two lines from this book I, 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 I have to quote. Uh, first is from Damian Wayne in the story Super Pride. The original Pride was a riot. You can't riot without gas masks. And the second is from Alicia Yo from the story Up at Bat. Please, I'm a trans woman in Gotham. Of course I have a weapon. I, I love both those lines. In conclusion, do yourself a favor and pick up this book. I think the Kevin Conroy story alone is worth the price of admission, though it is not an easy read. The rest of the stories are a lot happier and more fun, and probably have a lot more meaning to the people who have connections to those characters. But there's nothing that requires you to have more than a passing familiarity with the concept. Also, give this book to your kids. Give it to your straight kids. Give it to your queer kids. Give it to your kids still trying to figure out who the hell they are. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. If you didn't enjoy this episode, please consider it with sharing it with someone you don't like so they can suffer too. Either way, I appreciate your listening and would love to hear your thoughts. Also, be sure to listen to the other shows from Two Idiots and a Dog Media. In most of them, there's even actually two of us. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on pretty much all of the social media platforms at TIAAD Media. Typically speaking, I'm the one you'll be interacting with there. You can also join us on Discord. You'll find all pertinent links in the show notes. Consider also checking out FTO Nerd Talk. I tried to play as promo, but my computer exploded and nearly killed me. It was just too cool. My crappy editing program couldn't handle it. FTO Nerd Talk is, in his own words, best place for blurred news. If you want to know what's going on in the nerd world, comics, video game, movies, etc., he covers it all, especially where it intersects with black culture. If you would like to send kaiju fan mail, or reach out to the idiots for anything, you can email us at tiaadmedia at gmail.com. And if you are a comic creator and would like me to cover yours, feel free to reach out as well. Lastly, if you want to support our dream of being successful enough to afford food, you can support us on Patreon or Ko-fi. We are TIAAD Media on both, and you will of course find links in the show notes. And of course, happy pride. <laughs>